The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's a brand new month, and it is the shortest month of the year, but this year it is one day longer. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024, Thursday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two, and Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. Our saint today is St. Bridget of Ireland. Born in 451, she and her mother were said to have been slaves in 5th century Ireland. Her father was believed to have been an Irish chieftain. As a young girl, one of Bridget's responsibilities was to care for the dairy farm on the property. After Bridget milked the cows, she gave the milk away to the poor. She gave the needy the eggs she collected from the hens and churned cream into butter to share with the hungry. After many years, Bridget and her mother were given their freedom. Bridget established the first convent in Ireland. She also founded the first double monastery in Ireland, a place of training and prayer for both monks and nuns and she founded a school of art, which produced beautiful illuminated manuscripts of the Gospels. She's the patron saint of scholars and a patron saint of Ireland. St. Bridget died in 525. St. Bridget of Ireland, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee, that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that those with a terminal illness and their families receive the necessary physical and spiritual care and accompaniment. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Just last week, I went for a visit to a friend's house and was going to stay overnight and then the next day continue on to another location. And so as I was preparing to leave the place where I live, I started packing my bags and what am I going to need? I'm staying overnight, so I need to bring a, a full change of clothes and maybe while I'm there, uh, we may go out. So need to bring a, a nice jacket, and it may get cold or it may rain, so I have an umbrella, I have a raincoat, I have an extra sweatshirt, uh, I need something to sleep in, and so more and more things, and then on top of that, what if I get bored? So to bring Kindle, bring a few books, be sure to bring my phone charger, and all of this was to be gone for maybe just 24 hours. and. I think in the modern world, this is the way that we've grown accustomed to traveling, that we just have to bring a lot of stuff because, well, what if? What if I need this? What if I need that? 
I absolutely don't want to get bored or stuck or find that I wish I had something, so I'll bring it with me. And today we read that that is very much the opposite of the experience that the apostles had when Jesus first sent them out. We read that he called the twelve and he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. Now, just first, this is the beginning of Jesus sending them out. The apostles are going to get sent out again and again and again. That's, that's in their name. That's what it means to be apostles. They are the ones who get sent out. And this is the first time. This is their first kind of voyage. It's like when you build a big ship and now this is the first time sailing it. And so all we got to do is make it, you know, one pass through the water, nice and safe, get home safely. But we got to be sure we do it right. And so Jesus, when you send the apostles out, you, you want it right. This is the very first mission upon which they're sent. So we continue, though, he charged them, take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in their belts. But wear sandals, but not a second tunic. Wow! The apostles are going out for their first missionary journey. And instead of Jesus saying, well, remember to bring this, remember to bring that, right? You gotta, you gotta bring your Bibles, you gotta bring a lot of clothes, you, they may get cold where you go, bring a jacket. You need a lot of money because who knows what needs may arise. Jesus you tell them completely the opposite. Take none of these things. Don't bring anything with you. And as we go through it, we may, you know, first, okay, don't, don't bring a bag. Uh, okay, I could deal without a bag. We got to travel light. I like the winter time because if you wear the right jacket, you could have a lot of pockets. So you don't need a bag because you have pockets. And some jackets now have really big pockets, so you can fit a lot of things in a jacket that in the summertime you'd have to put in a bag. So Jesus says, though, no bag, right? No bag. Okay, well, we can live with that. And no, no food. You're not, you're not going to bring any food with you. Well, nope. I could, I could handle that, Jesus, because uh, I'll buy something. Wherever we go, we'll just, you want us to eat the local cuisine? That ends up being the case but not that we're going to buy it, right? I, I can just buy whatever I need because the next instruction, no money. Don't bring any money with you either. So no bags, so you're not packing a bunch of stuff. No food and no money, so you can't buy anything and rely just on the wealth that you bring. Not even a, a spare set of clothes, just not a second tunic. Well, why is this? Jesus, why do you send the apostles out with so little? Again, even just in our modern experience of traveling, sometimes we can get to the, the bare essentials. Okay, I, I may not have a bag, I may not have these things, but I know if I have my wallet and my cell phone, I can pretty much handle any situation with a wallet and a cell phone and everything that's included in those. And Jesus, you wanted them to be even more radical than that. They bring nothing with them. Why? Well, you teach us, Jesus. You teach us that in apostolate, the most important thing we have is our relationship with you. Our relationship with you, our friendship with you, our knowledge of you, and ultimately relying on you is the most important part of any apostolate. And right from the beginning, right out of the gate, you want the apostles to have that experience, 
that when they go out, they don't rely on money. They don't rely on having enough stuff to cover any situation. They don't even rely on being able to feed themselves. They're going to have to rely on the generosity of others. They're going to have to rely entirely on whatever you, Jesus, provide for them in your divine providence. And that is how we need to be apostles. If the concept of being an apostle and going on an apostle is a little daunting, then sometimes we can hide behind having enough stuff that my church, my parish, my Bible study will be more successful if I can buy everything that I need. Any situation, I, I can afford that. I can, I can pay for that. We have enough money, and so we are self-reliant. Jesus, you don't want us to be self-reliant. In fact, if we are self-reliant, then that kills mission. We need to rely on you. We need to be dependent. We are better apostles the more dependent we are on you, not on ourselves and not on our stuff, but our relationship with you. Because ultimately, Jesus, you're the one that makes our apostolate fruitful. It's not even our, our clever words. Let me rely on my, my knowledge. I, I know the Catholic faith very well. I know strategies of rhetoric and argumentation. And so because I've learned all these things, that's what's going to make me a successful apostle. Not even that. Jesus, you give the growth. And we, in many ways, witness to it. That when we go out on apostle, we are real instruments of your love. We really do something as we share your gospel message, but you're the one that makes it effective. You're the one that's already working behind enemy lines as you're moving in someone's heart, moving them to be searching for more. And then, boom, an apostle comes on the scene. And there we are. And we, in our weak and very dependent way, we do the best we can. But Jesus, you've already set it all up for us. Sometimes when uh, you play a game of cards, if you're teaching somebody and you want to be sure that things go well, maybe ahead of time you'll, you'll set the deck for a first training round so that they can, they can learn this is what you do, this is how you play, and we're sure that all the cards are in the right place. And it's a bit of a, a, a farce that you play a game that's totally rigged, usually in, in favor of the new person to get them to learn, but it's so that we can, we can learn. And the person is really playing, and they're really acting, they're doing something, but the, the deck has been set. Well, Jesus, it's not a farce at all, but this is what you do in Apostolate, that we go out and we sometimes may think we have to do it all by ourselves, but you've set the deck. You've been working in someone's life even before we knew that they existed. You love every person to whom we proclaim your name. And so you set the deck for us. You make it successful. You make our efforts successful, Jesus. Not us, not our stuff, not our money, not our self-reliance, that you're the one that gives all fruit to our labors. And so the very best thing we could do is to stop relying on technology, stop relying on having prepared everything perfectly and having anything that we could possibly need, stop relying on our money, and rather, Jesus, we rely on you. And when we trust you 100% all the way, you're the one that gives fruit to our mission. We ask our mother, who relied on you for all things, to pray for us in this, to help us be dependent and faithful in our mission. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions 
affections and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's always more of 10 Minutes with Jesus just waiting for you to find it at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer as we join with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org, in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God, our God, has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. Their Their own strength could not save them. It It was was your strength and the light of your face. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them you uprooted the nations. To let them spread you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face. For you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Their Their own strength could not save them. It was was your strength and the light of your face. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Turn Turn back back to the Lord. He He will not hide his face. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations, You sell your own people for nothing and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations, you make us a byword, among the peoples a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Arise, Lord. Do not abandon us forever. Arise, Lord, do Do not abandon us forever. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows, and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God? Or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out 
He who knows the secrets of the heart. It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you foretold that we would share in the persecutions that brought you to a violent death. The church formed at the cost of your precious blood has even now conformed to your passion. May it be transformed now and eternally by the power of your resurrection. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. Let the light of your face shine on me, O Lord. Teach me your ways of holiness. The beginning of the second letter of the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians, who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be yours from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is no more, more than right that we thank God unceasingly for you, brothers, because your faith grows apace and your mutual love increases so much so that in God's communities we can boast of your constancy and your faith in persecution and trial. You endure these as an expression of God's just judgment in order to be found worthy of his kingdom. It is for his kingdom you suffer. Even if strict justice would require that God visit hardships on those who visit them, on you. He will provide relief to you who are sorely tried, as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, when with flaming power he will inflict punishment on those who do not acknowledge God, nor heed the good news of our Lord Jesus such as these will suffer the penalty of eternal ruin apart from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his might on the day when he comes to be glorified in his holy ones and adored by all who have believed. For you already have our witness to you. We pray for you always that our God may make you worthy of his call and fulfill by his power 
every honest intention and work of faith. In this way, the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, in accord with the gracious gift of our God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord will come to be glorified in his holy ones and to be adored by all who have believed in him. The Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds and to be adored by all who have believed in him. A reading from the Catechesis by St. Cyril of Jerusalem, Bishop. The Catholic Church glories in every deed of Christ. Her supreme glory, however, is the cross. Well aware of this, Paul says, God forbid that I glory in anything but the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. At Siloam, there was a sense of wonder, and rightly so. A man born blind recovered his sight. But of what importance is this, when there are so many blind people in the world? Lazarus rose from the dead, but even this only affected Lazarus. What of those countless numbers who have died because of their sins? Those five miraculous loaves fed five thousand people. Yet this is a small number compared to those all over the world who were starved by ignorance. After eighteen years, a woman was freed from the bondage of Satan. But are we not all shackled by the chains of our own sins? For us all, however, the cross is the crown of victory. It has brought light to those blinded by ignorance. It has released those enslaved by sin. Indeed, it has redeemed the whole of mankind. Do not then be ashamed of the cross of Christ. Rather, glory in it. Although it is a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles, the message of the cross is our salvation. Of course it is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is not a mere man who died for us, but the Son of God, God made man. In the Mosaic law, a sacrificial lamb banished the destroyer. But now it is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Will he not free us from our sins even more? The blood of an animal, a sheep, brought salvation. Will not the blood of the only begotten Son bring us greater salvation? He was not killed by violence. He was not forced to give up his life. His was a willing sacrifice. Listen to his own words. I have the power to lay down my life and to take it up again. Yes, he willingly submitted to his own passion. He took joy in his achievement. In his crown of victory he was glad, and in the salvation of man he rejoiced. He did not blush at the cross, for by it he was to save the world. No, it was not a lowly man who suffered, but God incarnate. He entered the contest for the reward he would win by his patient endurance. Certainly in times of tranquility, the cross should give you joy, but maintain the same faith in times of persecution. Otherwise, you will be a friend of Jesus in times of peace and his enemy during war. 
Now you receive the forgiveness of your sins and the generous gift of grace from your king. When war comes, fight courageously for him. Jesus never sinned, yet he was crucified for you. Will you refuse to be crucified for him who for your sake was nailed to the cross? You are not the one who gives the favor. You have received one first. For your sake he was crucified on Golgotha. Now you are returning his favor. You are fulfilling your debt to him. To those who are on the way to destruction, the message of the cross is foolishness. That we who are on the way to salvation see it as the proof of God's power. We preach a crucified Christ, an obstacle to the Jews, sheer madness to the Gentiles. But we who are on the way to salvation see it as the proof of God's power. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honor you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Jesus sends the twelve out on a mission trip. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord sends the twelve out and gives them very specific instructions. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. And he called to him the twelve, and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. Where you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. And if any place will not receive you, and they refuse to hear you, when you leave, Shake off the dust that is on your feet for a testimony against them. So they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, it's pretty clear from that passage that we are also to take care of the sick. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The Gospel of today's Mass tells us how the twelve were sent out through all the towns and villages of Palestine. They preached the need to repent in order to enter the kingdom of God. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. Oil was often used for healing wounds, and our Lord ordained that it should be the matter of the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. In these few words of St. Mark's Gospel, the Church has seen the first suggestion of this sacrament. 
which was instituted by our Lord and later promulgated and recommended to the faithful by the Apostle St. James. It is yet another proof of the concern of Christ and his church for those Christians who are most in need. Our Lord always showed enormous compassion towards the sick. He revealed himself to the disciples who had been sent to him by John the Baptist by drawing their attention to what they had seen and heard. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the good news preached to them. In the parable of the wedding feast, the servants received this order. Go out to the streets and bring in the poor and maimed and blind and lame. There are many passages in which we see Jesus move to compassion at the sight of pain and sickness and observe that he healed many as an outward sign of the spiritual healing that he worked in souls. Our Lord wants his disciples to imitate him by showing effective compassion towards those who suffer illness and any kind of pain. The church encompasses with her love all those who are afflicted by human misery, and she recognizes in those who are poor and who suffer the image of her poor and suffering founder. She does all in her power to relieve their need, and in their persons she strives to serve Christ. In the sick we see Christ himself, who says to us, As you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. He who loves his neighbor must do as much good for his body as for his soul, writes St. Augustine. This does not consist only in calling in the doctor, but also in caring for his neighbor's welfare, his food, his drink, his clothing, his lodging, and protecting his body from anything that might be harmful to him. They are merciful who put consideration and humanity into providing what is necessary for resisting any type of evil and alleviating pain. Among the ways we can show our concern for the sick are keeping them company and visiting them as often as is opportune, trying to take away from them any anxiety they may have about their illness, making it easy for them to rest and to carry out all the doctor's indications, making the time we spend with them pleasant for them so as not to let them feel lonely, helping them to offer up their pain to God and to sanctify it, making sure they receive the sacraments. We must not forget that they are the church's treasure, that they are very powerful in the eyes of God, and that our Lord looks on them with a special love. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying now. We join the whole church once again. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, Come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Chief. 
Daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. Lord, listen to my prayer. Turn your ear to my appeal. You are faithful, you are just. Give answer. Do not call your servant to judgment, for no one is just in your sight. The enemy pursues my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead, long forgotten. Therefore my spirit fails. My heart is numb within me. I remember the days that are past. I ponder all your works. I muse on what your hand has wrought And to you I stretch out my hands. Like a parched land, my soul thirsts for you. Lord, make haste and answer, for my spirit fails within me. Do not hide your face, lest I become like those in the grave. In the morning, let me know your love, for I put my trust in you. Make me know the way I should walk, 
To you I lift up my soul. Rescue me, Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you, O Lord, are my God. Let your good spirit guide me in ways that are level and smooth. For your name's sake, Lord, save my life. In your justice, save my soul from distress. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord Jesus, early in the morning of your resurrection, you made your love known and brought the first light of dawn to those who dwell in darkness. Your death has opened a path for us. Do not enter into judgment with your servants. Let your Holy Spirit guide us together into the land of justice. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord. The Lord will make a river of peace flow through Jerusalem. The The Lord Lord will make make a river of peace flow flow through through Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her, all you who love her. Exalt, exalt with her, all you who are mourning over her. Oh, that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breasts. For thus says the Lord, Lo, I will spread prosperity over her like a river, and the wealth of nations like an overflowing torrent. As nurslings you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap, as a mother comforts her son, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem you shall find your comfort. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bodies flourish like the grass. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord Lord will make make a river of peace flow through through Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Let us joyfully praise the Lord our God. Let us us joyfully praise the Lord our God. Praise the Lord, for He is good. Sing to our God, for He is loving. To Him our praise is due. The Lord builds up Jerusalem and brings back Israel's exiles. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up all their wounds. He fixes the number of the stars and calls each one by its name. Our Lord is great and almighty. His wisdom can never be measured. The Lord raises the lowly. He humbles the wicked to the dust. O sing to the Lord, giving thanks. Sing psalms to our God with the harp. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares the rain for the earth, 
making mountains sprout with grass and with plants to serve man's needs. He provides the beasts with their food and young ravens that call upon him. His delight is not in horses, nor his pleasure in warrior strength. The Lord delights in those who revere him and those who wait for his love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. God our Father, great builder of the heavenly Jerusalem, you know the number of the stars and call each of them by name. Heal hearts that are broken. Gather together those who have been scattered and enrich us all from the plentitude of your eternal wisdom. Let Let us us joyfully praise the Lord our our God. God. A reading from the Letter to the Romans The sufferings of the present are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. Indeed, the whole created world eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons of God. Creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but by him who once subjected it. Yet not without hope, because the world itself will be freed from its slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I think think of you, O Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray to God, who gives salvation to his people. You are our life, O Lord. You are our life, O Lord. Blessed are you, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by your mercy we have been reborn to a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You are our life, O Lord. You made man in your image and renewed him in Christ. Mold us into the likeness of your Son. You are our life, O Lord. Pour out your love through the Holy Spirit. Heal our hearts, wounded by hatred and jealousy. You are our life, O Lord. Today, grant work to laborers, bread to the hungry, joy to the sorrowful. Grace and redemption to all men. You are our life, O Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, let the knowledge of salvation enlighten our hearts, so that freed from fear and from the power of our enemies, we may serve you faithfully all the days of our life. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Well, happy first day of February to you. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.